Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to have so much fun because going back to my roots, I always love this. When I get to talk about this stuff that I got into business doing, um, you know, and, and so it's so much fun because I get to see what's new in the world, what's going on, all these various things, because we're going to be talking about direct marketing, working with customers, all these various things. It's going to be so much fun. So please join me in welcoming Brian Kurtz to our program today. Oh, thanks, Welcome. Great. Oh, great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you and then we'll jump into this because it's we're going to have a lot of content for a little bit of time. So Brian Kurtz has had two careers. The first spanned 34 years as a force behind Boardroom Inc., an iconic publisher and direct marketer. During that time, he was mentored by and worked with a who's who of marketing legends, who he owes everything to. And more specifically, he worked side by side with the most prolific copywriters who ever lived. His second career, which he is five years into, as the founder of Titans Marketing, is a direct marketing, educational, and coaching company where he has also continued working with the best of the best. Titans Marketing is known for two, soon to be three, mastermind groups, an array of classic books and swipe files Brian has republished and created, and he is the author of two books himself. During both careers, he has been a serial direct marketer with a foundation in the eternal truths and fundamentals of direct response, while being committed to over-delivering for almost four decades. So again, Brian, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really pleased to be here. I, I'm, I'm amazed that you've done so many interviews so far. So I'm like 500 and something. 540-something, I think. Wow, so. that's, that, that says a lot about you and what you've been able to accomplish with your podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, uh, it's great to be part of, the, part, of your, part of your family after this. Well, you know, I have talked to so many amazing guests and, and people ask me, they say, what do you get out of it? You know, do you charge? No. Nope. You know, do I have advertisers? No. Nope. What I get out of it is hopefully what my listeners and my viewers do. And that's great information. Um, and I love it. I, you know, out of, you know, these 540 some interviews, there's probably only been maybe two people where I thought, Okay, everybody else is. Ooh, I don't want. I don't want to. No, 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 no. You're not going to be free. No, nope. uh -uh. we know that already. <laughs> um, you know, and and it's it's interesting because even though sometimes we're talking about the same subject, in, in many cases we're talking about the same subject, but every person has a slightly different take, slightly different information, and that's what I love about it. You know, and and yeah, I would I would add to that that you know it's it's um. You know, I don't, I don't think most, most of your guests probably never invented anything per mm -hmm. se. Maybe some of them have, but it, mm -hmm. that's not the point. The point would be that it's, it's if, if, I'm, if I have something in my book, for example, mm -hmm. that's a, a tried and true 
technique for direct mm-hmm. marketing. And I explain it in a way that they either get it for the first time mm-hmm. or they finally understand it. Right. Then what happens is I become the messenger mm-hmm. for that concept, for that mm-hmm. idea, and that they get it means that they can move on with mm-hmm. it as opposed to either just doing it by accident mm-hmm. or staying, you know, stationary. Right. So that's one of my one of my real premises as far as writing both my blog and mm-hmm. my books is that I really want to use my experiences and I've had 40 years of experience in marketing to see if I can if I want to give an example of, you know, how you get a new control package, like a new promotion or how I describe RFM, recency frequency monetary value, which is mm-hmm kind of a tenant of of direct marketing that if if I if I just have a few people who get it because I gave the example mm-hmm. that means an awful lot to me right. so uh, it, and I see that you know you have the same that same need to mm-hmm. do that on your podcast so I like right. that well and many times it's reinforcing what we already know and reminding us it's like oh yeah I yeah. I got to remember to do that yes. um you know and and that's what's always interesting because we have so much information that gets thrown at us. And especially if we're interested in it because we're going and we're actively looking yeah, for You're going a mile deep and not a right. mile wide. Right. Yeah, and, and it gets just overwhelming. So then we go back to what might be working. The bad part is we don't always go back to the basics. And I think that tends to be one of the biggest problems is we're like, squirrel. we're going to, you know, so many people latch on to the latest and the greatest. And they, and again, they forget the basics, which is what direct marketing is. Um, So tell us a little bit more. I mean, what is your definition of direct marketing? Well, well, direct marketing, you know, to to lack of a better term is that it's measurable marketing. It's it's accountable advertising. It's Mm -hmm. that you buy media, whether it's a list or whether it's online uh, with with uh, advertising whether it's mm-hmm. TV radio and eventually that mm-hmm. ad's got to pay out right so if it doesn't pay out with the first order it pays out with the second order mm-hmm. and I think it's crucial to you know always and and you said that you know the the basics or the fundamentals are are very important mm-hmm. not not for nostalgia not you know not to go down memory right. lane and, and tell you a story about how I you know what I did when I walked you know 12 miles in the snow to mm-hmm. school every day barefoot, you know, it's not that. But what it is, is that I believe that it's kind of like what, you know, where babies come from. It's mm-hmm. it's like if you can get to the original source, and that's mm-hmm. chapter two of my book, I talk about, and I'm very repetitive in that chapter. So, but I just wanted to like grind in, you know, this, this, this fundamental of if you can get to original source of a particular concept, whether it's you know, lifetime value or whether mm-hmm. it's, um, uh, you know, list segmentation or whatever. If you can get to the original source, what happens is when you are doing marketing today, if you have that as your as your fundamental, it's sort of like the Picasso quote, you know, learn mm-hmm. the rules like a pro so you can break them like an artist. Right. And so now, you know, everybody's breaking rules mm-hmm. in online marketing and they should. But if you, you, you should only be able to break the rules when you know what the rule is. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's made the, the, the people that are the most amazing online marketers today are people that actually have spent a lot of time with the great texts of the past, mm-hmm. the great the following the great uh, copywriters and mm-hmm. marketers of the past. And I'm not saying again that that's for, you know, it's not the good old days. It's the good old days are now. 
I right. mean, it's the best time in the world mm -hmm. to be a marketer. Mm -hmm. But if you have that fundamentals, fundamentals, it's really good. And as far as direct marketing goes, the fundamentals don't go back so far. I mean, there are books like Scientific Advertising by mm -hmm. Claude Hopkins, which I recommend, was written in 1923. Mm -hmm. Now, in 1923, there wasn't direct marketing. Right. But Claude Hopkins used to, you know, he came up with the concept of direct marketing in a way, but he was trapped in a in a general advertiser's body. You know, mm -hmm. he was he was just doing ads and hoping for more sales and mm -hmm. not really tracking it. Mm -hmm. But he knew that they had to be tracked. Mm -hmm. And that was my first book, The Advertising Solution. I, I profiled six six guys mm -hmm. in that period from mm -hmm. you know the the 30s into the 60s and 70s who were kind of like seen as advertising men but they were really the the originators of direct marketing mm. because it was David Ogilvy mm -hmm. and it was uh, Claude Hopkins mm -hmm. and Robert Collier and John Caples, Gary Halbert, Gene Schwartz. They understood that it was really about the audience, how the audience responded mm -hmm. and how you calculated the math after you got orders and, and, and figured mm -hmm. out that you don't move on until mm -hmm. you've figured out what your what your profitability is and what your lifetime value is. Mm -hmm. So I'd say that would be, you know, that I mean that's a long definition of direct marketing, but the short definition is just measurable marketing and a, and a good way that I've been uh, uh, defining it recently cuz everybody talks about cold traffic, you know, which is basically online, you go after, get new customers and it's basically new customer acquisition to right. audience. and just churning you know, new customer new customer new customers new customers. New customers. Mm -hmm. And so what I say it's if you if you did new customer acquisition with the second order in mind, mm -hmm. you'd be much better off because and, and of course some people say I don't have a second order. Well that's a problem in itself because mm -hmm. then a product is not a business, a promotion is not a business. Right. So you have to have that second, third, mm -hmm. fourth product in mind. Mm -hmm. And if you go after the first sale with the second and third in mm -hmm. mind, you're you're gonna do something much better. You're gonna do something that's gonna want people to stay with you. You're going to mm -hmm. value the relationship and not just the sale. And that's going to be really, really important. So, you know, direct marketing to me is the only marketing mm -hmm. because I don't think that you should be throwing money up at the wall and, and hoping something sticks. Right. It's really should. And, and so, you know, the per, I wasn't, I wasn't a math guy. I was not a statistics guy. I was an English major. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's yeah, that, totally different. Mm -hmm. Totally different. But I always had somebody next to me at my company mm -hmm. that understood the stats, mm -hmm. understood. So I knew that I wasn't going too far afield when I was testing things and I was doing new product launches mm -hmm. and all of that. So it's uh, direct marketing is it gives you the discipline. It gives you the, you know, if, if you want feedback on your marketing, direct marketing is for you. I mean, right. you know, you can say, you know, it's going to work, it's going to work, mm -hmm. but the, 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 the consumers are going to tell you, mm -hmm with their wallets, whether it works or not. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and I love that you say we have to measure it, you know, because so many people, they, they don't measure anything, you know, so then, then you're wondering, well, you know, and they'll say, oh, we have the goal of X. Well, if you don't, you know, you, if you don't measure, how do you know if you got to that goal? Yeah, I think that I would add one other quick thing that, that mm -hmm. the, um, you know, in direct marketing, the, you know, one of the premises is single variable testing. Mm -hmm. So if you have two like promotions mm -hmm. or sales mm -hmm. letters or that you want to test against each other. Mm -hmm. If they're completely different copywriters and approaches, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But if you have one and you want to tweak 
tweak that one mm -hmm. with a new headline and a new offer and a new whatever. Mm -hmm. It's really important because you said you have to know what you're measuring right. and be able to track it. Mm -hmm. So you want to do single variable testing. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to test on if I have this control here, which is my winning package mm -hmm. or, or promotion. If I want to go with another promotion and I want to test the headline and a price, mm -hmm. you don't want to test that in the same package. You just want right. to test the headline or the price, mm -hmm. find out which one works. Because mm -hmm. if you do more than one, you're not going to find out which right. works. Yeah. Did, they did have the, a big uh, lift in that yeah. one thing. Did the headline get the attention or did the price get the attention? Right. Mm -hmm. right. So that, that's a critical uh, aspect mm -hmm. of direct marketing mm -hmm. as well. Single right. variable testing. Yeah. You know, and, and it is so important to measure because – you know, it, it's not, but it's, it, you're, you need to measure the right things. You know, it's not just quantity. You know, I remember several years ago when the whole big thing was on, you know, you got on Facebook, you set up your business page and then how many people liked it. That was the only thing you measured. Yeah. And so then of course there were the nefarious companies out there and, and, you know, same thing on, on the other social media sites who sold you followers and, and of course, the thing was, you might go from a couple hundred to 10,000 people, but the vast majority of those people were never, ever going to buy from you. They weren't even going to look at what you were posting. Right. They weren't even in your area. You know, many times they were, um, you know, in, in third world countries uh, and they might not even be real people. You know, they were just accounts that were set up. And, you know, I had clients that said, I want you to do that. And I said, no. I will not do that. I will not buy you fake followers, um, you know, because it shows nothing. And they said, well, but, but my competitor has that many people. And I said, doesn't matter. You know, you, you have to have the right yeah, people. The quality, not the quantity. And, mm -hmm. and you're, you know, you're in a business, you know, doing podcasts. Mm -hmm. You know, if I, let's say I, I'm doing this podcast, mm -hmm. I'm going to give a, 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 a link out if people want to get my blog and mm -hmm. maybe even buy my book. That's fine. Um, they can get on for free or they can buy the book and get tons of bonuses, mm -hmm. whatever. But they get on my list. Right. If they've listened to me with you for an hour and they still want to listen mm -hmm. to me again. They're pretty interested. Again, that's a pretty <laughs> interested person. Mm -hmm. And even if I get six people mm -hmm. from your podcast, those six are so much more powerful right. than, you know, thousands mm -hmm. that you could just pick off on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say that Facebook is so large that there are tremendous opportunities right. to prospect there, but you have to do it intelligently. Right. You have to do it, you know, and that's why, you know, the idea of lookalike models, which, you know, someone once said, you know, Facebook, and I thought Facebook invented that when I gave an example on a podcast of regression models from mm -hmm. the 1970s and mm -hmm. 80s, that was the precursor of all of that. Mm -hmm. Again, original source, why it's so important. But I think that when, when Facebook can pinpoint a, a, at least an audience that's close to what you think is the interest area that you're covering and you don't overload them with an ebook or mm -hmm. something outrageous or you try to sell them right up front, right. but you give them a PDF of some mm -hmm. sort that's right. a, a special report mm -hmm. or something easy and they opt in for that, now at least you've got people raising their hands mm -hmm. within a universe that is more tight. And mm -hmm. these people that want to go to these wide universes on Facebook and expect to get incredible results, mm -hmm. they're just nuts. You know, right. it's just, and, and they'll have numbers of people who might opt in, but then as you say, they're never going to mm -hmm. buy. So. Right. You know, and what drives me nuts on, you know, whatever social media site it is, or even just my browser is when I look at one thing 
And then I get inundated with ads for, yeah. you know, from even from competitors. You know, I looked at a, um, a, a short little video yesterday that was on Facebook uh, about a product. And today, you know, with it, it was just company after company, same similar type of product. You know, right. obviously the company that I looked at, it's not a product I'd ever buy. It was just something that oh, looks kind of interesting. And so now what it's doing is it's annoying me. And you know, yeah, and I'm like, no. I, guess, I guess. Well, that some of that is good direct marketing. I mean, right. I I bought I bought a pair of sneakers or two pairs of sneakers on a Facebook ad, mm -hmm. and now I'm getting fed right. a lot of sneaker mm -hmm. ads and a lot of clothing ads. Mm -hmm. It's a little annoying, mm -hmm. but I've actually gotten some ads for stuff that I right. like. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's just it's like it's so easy to just abuse the customer mm -hmm. as opposed to. I'll say fish without bait, right. you know, that you can, you can shine a spotlight mm -hmm. on the lake and you don't have to throw a hook in the water mm -hmm. to necessarily get their attention, mm -hmm. but let them, you know, get out really quickly. Right. And that also is, you know, a tenant of direct marketing too. Mm -hmm. Cause if you annoy someone, like when mm -hmm. someone says, you know, email is so cheap, right? Mm -hmm. Look to direct me. I have chapter three of my book is how paying postage made me a better market. Right. Oh yeah, direct mail. Mm -hmm. Direct mail. It, it was it was expensive. You had mm -hmm. a before you hit send, meaning put it in the mail. You had to think about it. Right. But people who say email is so cheap, you can just send it out and try it and and sell all the mm -hmm. time. Well, you know, as you just said, you know, you said you were getting overloaded, or mm -hmm. you if if you're getting too many emails that are inappropriate or not right, a mm -hmm. person who had opted into your list who was really qualified to mm -hmm. buy from you. And now is getting, you know, too many ads and too mm -hmm. many things that aren't related. They're going to not pay attention after that. Right. So there is a cost. It's not mm -hmm. monetary mm -hmm. as it is in direct mail. Mm -hmm. But and that's why when I when I talk about that in chapter three of my book, why paying postage made me a better marketer. I talk about the discipline that we had to have in direct mail mm -hmm. to make sure our list targeting was right, right. Our credit screening was right, mm -hmm. all the things had to be right. Mm -hmm. Because we're still getting two percent response, right? Right. So mm -hmm. if you're getting ninety-eight percent is still saying no, mm -hmm. but imagine without that, and we'd have you know point two percent response as mm -hmm. opposed to two, mm -hmm. and the two percent response was incredible because in direct mail it scales and right. you can mm -hmm. have cross promotions mm -hmm. and upsells, what they call a funnel today. Mm -hmm. Again, you know we did that. Not, again, I'm not saying I'm grandpa saying we did it better. I'm just saying we did it. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to how we did it mm -hmm. so that you can do it better today. Right. Yeah, because you don't want to waste whatever it is. Um, so you know, and, and that's the thing that so many people don't understand about targeting. You know, Facebook is a great example of that. You can target really so specific. And, you know, and, and I've had people that have said, well, but then it tells me that it's only going to be seen by five people. Well, if those are the right five people, yes. that's okay. the important thing, you know, and, that's and, and yeah, I mean, they, they, if it's obviously it's where Facebook makes its money. So they want to make sure it's right because they don't want you to go, well, that was a waste of time. I'm never doing it again. So right. they want to help you with, you know, getting the demographics down and the same thing with direct mail, you know, all of those various things, you know, is a list broker for direct mail. Great example. You know, they want you to get a good list as opposed to occupant, you know, so that the, the well, right demographics response mm -hmm. list right. too. And, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, if a broker and a list manager, mm -hmm. you know, if you, if you can use response lists as opposed to an occupant or, mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, a compiled list. Right. You're so far ahead of the game. Mm -hmm.
that, you know, and, and even if you're just looking at specific neighborhoods, because, you know, anymore, it's, you know, people, you know, two blocks away can be a very different, say, annual household income, um, you know, or something like that. And so to be able to, to specifically target and yeah, get the I'll right give you an example people. of that. That's really important mm-hmm. because when um, I had a guy come up to me at a conference and he was a used car salesman, mm-hmm. he had a lot, you know, in this town. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you know, really, you know, you, you can do some, some targeting, but you know what? It's basically 50 miles within a radius of your, of your right. lot. But the problem he had was that he would send out a postcard like once a week to the mm-hmm. to the names in fifty mile radius with the cars that just came in on the lot, like new cars that came, right. new mm-hmm. used cars that came mm-hmm. in on the lot. And I said to him, you know, you're you're going to an audience that's totally episodic. Mm-hmm. They're not buying a car every week, mm-hmm. and so you're assuming that if you mail them every week, you'll finally get them. Yeah, on at some week. point you hit that sweet spot, right? And that's like, you know, a, a broken clock is right mm-hmm. twice a day. Mm-hmm. Why don't you try something a little different? Why mm-hmm. don't you try to get them on your list first, on an email list? Mm-hmm. So then you can then um, right. specify the mm-hmm. people from the compiled mm-hmm. list around your area mm-hmm. and send them a, a special report that mm-hmm. says, you know, the five things you need to know to spot when your used car salesman is going to rip you off, right? Mm-hmm. And you send them this short mm-hmm. report. That get, and hopefully, you know, it's a good report and you mm-hmm. can get some information. They opt it to get the report. They have to download or you might be able to send it to them, but then mm-hmm. you get them to opt into your list. Right. Now they're on your email list. Now what mm-hmm. do you do? Mm-hmm. Now you still have to give them content. Mm-hmm. So you start because, they, they, again, it's an episodic and there's mm-hmm. a lot of com- a lot of businesses like this. Right. So you this is this is not just for used car salesmen. So you then blog every week about mm-hmm. quick little tips. The mm-hmm. car tip of the week, you know, right. how do you know you, you've bought a lemon? Mm-hmm. How do you know if, if, uh, if the dealership is honest? Mm-hmm. All of that stuff. Right. But then and you can it, expand it even. You know, how often do you change the oil? You know, of course. Things Anything that are just going to be great information. It's great information. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you can in the PS or at the bottom, and by the way, we've got these new cars in mm-hmm. our lot. Right. Now you've changed the, the conversation mm-hmm. to... It's sort of like instead of I'm going to sell you, sell you, sell mm-hmm. you until you buy, I'm going to let you know I'm here, I'm ready when mm-hmm. you need me, and I'm a trusted advisor. Right. I mean, how many used car salesmen would you think about as a trusted advisor? Not but if many. you're sending content mm-hmm. on a weekly basis or monthly basis, all of a sudden when they're ready to buy a used car, who are they going to think of? They're going right. to think of that guy mm-hmm. sending me all that good information. Mm-hmm. I'll try him first. Mm-hmm. And right. so- the problem is that it's it's a longer tail on mm-hmm. that sale, and most online marketers want to make money fast. Right, right. and so it, it's there's a blend that you can do with both. Mm-hmm. But that's a good example because mm-hmm. how many used cars are you going to buy in a year? You know, right. it's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good well, example. And you could take that even further to to say, okay, you know, these people only want information about SUVs. These people only want information yeah, about luxury cars, question. you know, all of those various things. Um, yes. Because, you know, the list say, segmentation yeah. is the most important oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, you know, and, and, and then you target that information. You know, if you if you know that it's a family, you know, so it's people people who are interested in minivans, more than likely they're family people. Okay, so then your your information, you know, maybe you do a blog post about car seats. 
you know, um, AOL. So again, it's just great information. And then they go, oh yeah, I remember that Brian guy. He's, you know, I'm going to call him first when I need a new minivan. Well, you make another point there, which is really important, which is that it's it's the idea of one email doesn't fit all. So if you can do that segmentation, Mm -hmm. I mean, anybody who has an email list of any size, Mm -hmm. even if it's a hundred names or Mm -hmm. maybe if it's, you know, 20,000 names, Mm -hmm. If you're sending one email to the entire list all the time, it's really not a good idea because Mm -hmm. you have people on that list that have bought from you. You have people on that list that are prospects. You have people on that list that are suspects. Mm -hmm. And all of those people, even if the basic email might be the same, if it's content, Mm -hmm. you can lead differently. Mm -hmm. You can lead with the people who bought that, you know, tell them what they bought. I hope you're happy Mm -hmm. with that. And I have this now. Or people who have never bought, you say, you know, I, I know you've never bought, but mm-hmm. I, I've got this product. Right. That's when you're selling. So mm-hmm. I think that um, it's, it, you know, there's a Ryan Levesque who's got something called Ask the Ask Funnel, mm-hmm. which you, add, you can even do this by just asking mm-hmm. your customers once they're on your list, you know, what they're most, as you said, mm-hmm. what they're most interested in. And if it's, if a, a beautiful example you gave, which was if it's, if it's minivans versus sports cars, mm-hmm. that's a delineation that right. you can make on your list and use that in your copy mm-hmm. and your messaging when you go to both those universes. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's so critical and it's true. You can send one email to everybody. It's so much more productive if you can, mm-hmm. if you can segment and send different messages, right. to different segments of your list. And you might need to start out with that kind of generic email. Yeah, but as you yeah, said, you, you know, you ask somewhere in there, what are you most interested in? Um, you know, and, and then that's where you start segmenting. And that's, that's the hard part for small business owners, especially when they're first starting out, because they are thinking quantity. You know, I'm going to send to everybody. I, I got an email yesterday um, and it, it actually it was a LinkedIn person that contacted me and said, if I can show you, if I can show you how to download the emails of every person you're connected in LinkedIn with so that you can email them, would you be interested in that? Well, there's several reasons why that answer is no. First of all, he didn't even look at my profile to see that I'm a LinkedIn trainer. So you know, I, I know how to do that already, but I would never, ever just spam everybody that I'm connected with on LinkedIn right. with whatever information because most of them aren't going to care. I mean, the huge majority of them are not going to care. Um, you know, and, and I didn't even respond to the guy. I yeah, thought the, he's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the moving from LinkedIn and Facebook to your mm-hmm. email list is got to be strategic. I mean, right. and and you know how to do it on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. I know how to do it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get them all, but you don't want right. them all. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's the key. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really think that uh, when people are uh, doing, you know, I, I think when when I one of the first questions I ask when I have a new consulting client, I don't have that mm-hmm. many one-on-one consulting clients, but the first thing I ask them is, you know, I ask them if they have a list because the list is mm-hmm. the most important thing. Yep. And most of them, or a lot of them say, I don't have a list. I said, well, wait a minute, you know, let's assess your assets. Mm-hmm. And we start talking about that. They do have a list because they right. probably have an mm-hmm. email contact list. Right. If, if it's not on mm-hmm. Infusionsoft or mm-hmm. AWeb or anything, any of those programs. So they have a list. Mm-hmm. So now you can farm that list in mm-hmm. some way. If it's Facebook, LinkedIn, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have content and right. they, they say they don't have content. Mm-hmm. Well, you do because you have content or you have other people's content mm-hmm. that you shared. So I try to make them realize that even if they think they have nothing, 
They have something. <laughs> and it's always better to start with something than nothing. Right. And that's how I get everybody started in a direct marketing campaign mm-hmm. so that they can either, so they can at least start talking to people that might know them, mm-hmm. that might be familiar with them, as opposed to going to cold traffic, mm-hmm. which, you know, is a lot harder to start with. So right. that's a very important aspect of yeah. direct marketing too. Yeah. And you mentioned something that, that I always tell people to do, and that's, it's perfectly acceptable to share other people's content, Absolutely. you know, and because there's only so much we can do in a day. To, to do our own content, but there's obviously, you know, an unlimited almost resource of other people's content, you know, and, and there's a variety of ways that you can get it. And, and we're not going to go through those, those now, but you know, it, it's a great way to show that you're keeping up with the industry. You know, if you're showing expert, but I tell people, don't just say, here's this great article from Forbes magazine. Here's this great article from Forbes magazine, and here's why I think so. Well, yeah, you've got to put your stamp on it. I, I would say also, um, I have an I have a story in my book, and it's um, it's it's probably uh, launched a you know a forty million dollar book operation at mm-hmm. Boardroom, mm-hmm. and what it was was that I basically walked around Barnes and Noble with a hand truck. That's the that's the basis of the story, and I'll just tell you quickly that mm-hmm. what I did was. We had books at Boardroom that were sort of greatest hits mm-hmm. of our newsletters. We had mm-hmm. newsletters. So we'd combine them into books. We'd sell the books at $39, and it was a good business. Mm-hmm. One day, one of my great consultants said to me, what makes you think all of your content has to be your own? So I said, ah, light bulb. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Went to the, I went to Barnes & Noble. Mm-hmm. I borrowed a hand truck, and I walked around. This is the importance of knowing segmentation mm-hmm. and knowing the makeup of your database. So I walked around to every section in Barnes & Noble that had books that were something that would apply to my database, whether ah. it was finance, mm-hmm. health, mm-hmm. taxes, mm-hmm. estate planning, cars, mm-hmm. home, because I had a general consumer newsletter. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I remember I walked out of Barnes & Noble that day. I had about $900 worth of books. I put it in the trunk of my Toyota Camry, which mm-hmm. was... 1984 Camry, the, you know, the, the tailpipe was on the floor as I drove back to the office. Mm-hmm. And what I did two things then when I got back, because what we were trying to do, we're taking it a step further in that we were not just going to borrow someone's content and explain it. We were going to take someone else's book mm-hmm. and put our, our imprimatur on it, mm-hmm. put boardroom books on it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to do that without first getting my editors mm-hmm. to sign off on it, that it right. was something that they mm-hmm. would think it was worthy mm-hmm. enough of putting our name on mm-hmm. and then I that that got out of that got half the books out if not mm-hmm. more and then I went to my best copywriters in direct mail mm-hmm. and I said you know which of these books could you write an amazing package for and they looked ah. at them and then mm-hmm. put them we put the ones that they were most interested in mm-hmm. in the questionnaire test to our buyers mm-hmm. said, which of these books would you mm-hmm. like and it was a really extensive procedure mm-hmm. but it wasn't that complicated right and it sense. And then the books that scored the best on the, on the questionnaire test, concept test, mm-hmm. that we had gotten from Barnes & Noble that were approved by the editors, approved by the copywriters. Mm-hmm. I went to the publisher of that book, uh, which is in the book, mm-hmm. and I basically made deals for them to pay mm-hmm. them 5% royalty right. with like a 15000 And they're doing upfront. nothing. They're doing nothing. <laughs> the, books are do- the books are doing nothing. Mm-hmm. They're sitting on the shelf of Barnes right. & Noble with this much dust on them. Mm-hmm. And so- I then, and I, the one thing I did was that a lot of those books were soft cover, not selling. Mm. I would turn the book into a hardcover book. Ah, mm-hmm. I'd get premiums like 
other special reports to go mm-hmm. with it because in direct mail, mm-hmm. you want the whole package, you want mm-hmm. bonuses, you want everything. Mm-hmm. So I had a I had a direct mail package for a book that looked nothing like the book that I took right. off the shelf at Barnes mm-hmm. & Noble. I was selling it for $39. They were selling it in Barnes & Noble for $17 mm-hmm. discounted. And the 5% meant a lot more to the publisher right. at $39 mm-hmm. than it would at 17 And I wouldn't have done it at 17 because mm-hmm. I couldn't afford to do that in right. direct mail. Right. And that basically, that whole system, mm-hmm. which I describe in even mm-hmm. more detail in my book, is, is how we got into publishing other people's content mm-hmm. that we felt good about putting our right. name on that was really good for direct mm-hmm. mail. Right. And um, it, was a, it was an outstanding mm-hmm. Uh, proposition. We weren't the only ones Mm -hmm. doing it. There were other publishers Mm -hmm. that did it, but it was, you know, most people want to just, you know, hire an author, do a book and go Mm -hmm. for it. You know, as you said, there's a lot of good Mm -hmm. content out there that you can be proud of and Mm -hmm. put your name on. And as you said, they, they're not making any money Mm -hmm. on it right now. It's a dead, it's a dead, it's basically a non-producing asset Mm -hmm. for them Mm -hmm. that becomes a huge, we had, we had a book that we, that we published that I think we did about 800,000 copies in direct mail. Wow. They had sold maybe 20,000 in the Oh. Trade. So that was a big, mm-hmm. you know, the 5% meant mm-hmm. a lot. Right. You know, and uh, one of the important things is to have actually read it, you know, to know that, okay, you would be proud to put your name on it exactly. or you know, have, you know, have your people read it or whatever. That's all on you, you know. Right. That it has mm-hmm. to be congruent. It mm-hmm. has to be consistent with your mission. Mm-hmm. You can you can reject anything. It's your mm-hmm. it's your brand, right? You know, and if you're sharing online, you know, back to the the my example of the Forbes article, it might be something that you don't agree with, and so that's another great way to start the conversation Very. to say, you know what, I don't agree with this. Um, you know, you can convince me otherwise or or whatever. You know, but but put that in there. And, and because it's all about generating those conversations, because the one word that we haven't used that all of this encompasses is relationships. You know, and you, you get the relationships every, from the conversation. It's not a revenue event. Everything's a relationship. Right. Event. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and so it's, it's just so important to do that and to get those conversations going, to become that trusted person, um, you know, and, and uh, to, to, so that they go to you, even if it's, you know, back to the used car guy, they might not need a used car. But this, they're going to ask you a different question. And if you're helpful, oh my gosh, you yeah. know, they're going to remember that. And more in importantly, my, they're going yeah, to tell their blog, friends. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. In my blog, I, I mm-hmm. often just ask a question mm-hmm. of, of my audience. Yep. And, you know, I just want to get the conversation mm-hmm. and the communication going. Right. Because it's, it's so powerful that, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes they give you a hint of how sophisticated they are and mm-hmm. how not sophisticated they right. are. And that gives you another level mm-hmm. of whether how you can talk to them and maybe what you can sell them. Mm-hmm. It's not all about selling, mm-hmm. but it can be about selling. Mm-hmm. Right. And they tell you, you know, what they want to do. Mm-hmm. There's another aspect of, of um, your audience and, and, and putting your name on something, which is affiliates. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, oh, right. um, mm-hmm. if you get an affiliate, um, if you, I, I, I use the example in my book of a guy who had a, um, he had a blog and a list of people that he would, it was basically a, um, a personal improvement, uh, self-development kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. it was like the, you know, sculpturing yourself and, you know, it was, it was very woo-woo, and, but really, I mean, good for the audience, right? Good woo-woo, so, yeah. Good woo-woo. And then he would do affiliates. He'd get a yoga right. program or a mm-hmm. meditation program, which was congruent with mm-hmm. that and it made sense. 
And I remember the one day he decided to do a uh, to do an affiliate with a real estate investing program. And, you know, that makes sense. Well, Mm -hmm. for him, it did, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, because he said, well, you know, my people are are self-improvement. They might want to work on their own. They might want to buy, you know, Mm -hmm. distressed housing and sell, Mm -hmm. buy and sell. And and but he was wrong, obviously, Mm -hmm. because he got, you know, a third of his list unsubscribed because they basically said, this is not you. Right. This doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And so what it made sense to him at the time Mm -hmm. because he wanted to make some money Mm -hmm. and he and he justified it. So there's a line for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you cross it too far, it's kind of like a line that Mm -hmm. you can't go back. And so you really have to as you said before, you know, judge everything, look at everything mm-hmm. that you could partner with mm-hmm. and how well that would play to your audience. And that's right. true with products, with articles, mm-hmm. with affiliates. Mm-hmm. So it's all related right. and it's all about the relationship, mm-hmm. as you said. Yeah. You know, you've got to have that that really um, solid relationship with your list and your mm-hmm. audience. I call my list my online family mm-hmm. because I don't really, because lists are people. Mm-hmm. And I don't want people to ever look at my, I don't want them to think I'm looking at my list as just this mass mm-hmm. of people because they You're are a people. number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a number, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, an example, I'm, I am an Amazon affiliate. And the, the link that will be for your book, and, and I want to talk more specifically about your book in a minute, but the, the link in that, that we will have is an affiliate link. They click on that and it goes to Amazon. It goes to a specific page in Amazon where if they buy from that, then I get a portion of those sales. I only list the books for my guests. You know, if I all of a sudden started putting cookbooks or, you know, a book that wouldn't make sense, you know, people are going to, wait a minute, what, what's Deb up to? We, we, this doesn't yeah. make sense. I, um, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you a little angle on that. I, the link I'm going to give out is doesn't go straight to Amazon. Cool. I bet it goes, it routes through you. So you can get the information. So I can get the name. Yep. I can get the name, Mm -hmm. but I I want them to go to Amazon. I get, get, I'll get credit Mm -hmm. for that sale Mm -hmm. because I don't get credit for it otherwise. And because I don't want, I'm not going to sell the books from my, my, my uh, my basement. Mm -hmm. So I want them to, um, but, but then you have to make it worth their while. Mm -hmm. So they'll see at Mm overdeliverbook.com that the bonuses that I'm giving away Mm -hmm are worth thousands of dollars. Right. In fact, there are books that are mm-hmm. out of print. There's mm-hmm. tons of stuff there mm-hmm. because, you know, for a $17 book, I want to over deliver mm-hmm. on that, on that bonus package. So they'll buy it there. Mm-hmm. If they buy it on Amazon, that's fine. Right. And in the book, you still get in, a portion, but yeah. You know. but, but in the book itself, I also have mm-hmm. that site. So if mm-hmm. they buy the book on right. Amazon mm-hmm. and they see that site, they'll go to that mm-hmm. site. And because they bought the book, they can mm-hmm. put a date in and they can right. get, they can get the yep. bonuses. Then they still. get access so to the content. get it both ways. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I'm always trying to get the name. I want mm-hmm. the name because yes. I can, I can email them. Mm-hmm. I can work with them. I'm not going to abuse them. Mm-hmm. I don't do affiliates. It so happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I only sell educational products mm-hmm. that are within congruent mm-hmm. with what I do. So I'm very careful about what I do to that online family. Right but I want people to opt in to my mm-hmm. online family. That's mm-hmm. my number one priority. And it goes back to what you started with, mm-hmm. which was I'd rather have 10 of those than, you know, a hundred likes mm-hmm. on Facebook. Right. Okay. Let's talk about the book. Hold it up again. It's called over deliver, build a business for a lifetime playing the long game 
in direct response marketing. You know, and and, I, and yes, we'll, we'll have the link and all that good stuff for folks. But it is, you know, it is about as we as we've been saying, it's the long game. Sure, you can make the one time sale. But we want to turn people into long-term customers, you know, and, and, and there are certainly companies out there that sell one thing, but, you know, wouldn't you, it, it's, and we all know it's so much easier to keep selling to the same person than to really try and, and be going in and getting more people. So the, the main premise of the book is about over-delivery. So tell us what over-delivery is. Yeah, so over-delivering, I mean, it sounds like um, uh, it would be a, a fulfillment book, you know, that you would just keep over delivering until they, you mm-hmm. know, until they say uncle, I'll buy. Right. Stop. It, it's, stop. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say that, you know, the, 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 there's a problem with over delivering, which is, you know, if you over deliver too much, mm-hmm. the, the next time they come in, they go, where are all my gifts? Right. Where's all my freebies? Mm-hmm. Right. So, but I'll, I'll rather, I'd rather err on that side mm-hmm. than under deliver mm-hmm. and over promise. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, what I did with this book is just I totally over-delivered on the website Mm -hmm. so that they would buy the book. And then with the book, I talk about all of those aspects of Mm over-delivering. And to me, you can over-deliver in your business by, you know, giving more than the customer ever would have expected, by always making the customer right and making it, you know... I used to, I, I have a whole chapter on customer service and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And I talk about, you know, being at the office, you know, in the, in the 80s and 90s, you know, at eight o'clock at night when there was no automated attendant. Right. And at eight o'clock, the phone would ring. I know mm-hmm. it's a customer. Yeah, you answered the phone. Uh-huh. He's going to complain. Mm-hmm. And so I've got to get through his complaint. Mm-hmm. And my goal is I played a game. I was going to make him satisfied at any cost. Mm-hmm. And it was just something that I trained myself. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always recommend that CEOs should listen in on customer service calls and see what mm-hmm. their customers are saying. Mm-hmm. They should hire secret Santas, which are mm-hmm. people who go in their right. business. The, the, the secret shoppers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, secret mm-hmm. shoppers. Break mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Just do everything and see where the, the mm-hmm. holes are in, in the boat. Mm-hmm. And so that's all about over-delivering. And then mm-hmm. in, in the last chapter, I talk about like over-delivering in your life as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got things like you know, intentional dinners that you can do mm. that really show a, a sense of of gratitude and and that type of thing. The book is not a personal development book. It's a it's a marketing book. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think personal development and marketing are are often intertwined. And so, intentional dinners. Say, I, I have I have something called Christmas cards in July, which is you know how to touch people all year round. Right with just junk around your mm-hmm. office that's not junk to them, that type mm-hmm. of thing. I've got, you know, all sorts of ways to over-deliver in just in terms of how you, um, you know, how, I mean, I, I'm doing a, a, a keynote now on, on how you get paid and the, the five ways you get paid. And the fifth is money. Mm. You know, you have to, you have to be utilized. Mm-hmm. You have to enhance people. You have to appreciate people. You have to refer people. Mm-hmm. You do those four things and you don't get paid. You're not doing those four things. Right. Well. And so that, that'll probably be mm-hmm. my next book, but it's definitely part of a new keynote. Mm-hmm. And so that's over delivering. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and, and so I also give the warnings, you know, there's a book called give and take by Adam Grant, which mm-hmm. is a wonderful book. And he talks about, he talks about what he calls givers, takers, and matchers. Mm-hmm. Givers are givers, takers are takers, matchers are 50-50, quid mm-hmm. pro quo. And so what he says is that in, early in the book, he says, 
you know, do you know who the most unsuccessful people are in business? And you think it's the takers. And he says, right. no, it's the givers. Mm -hmm. Because the givers who give too much and right. get sucked in, they become mm -hmm. chumps. Mm -hmm. And then he says, who are the most successful people in business? They're also givers. Mm -hmm. And so he talks about how you give, how you put limits on it. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't put, I don't really talk about that too much. I, mm -hmm. I do have some quotes from Madam Grant in the book in Overdeliver. Mm -hmm. But I do talk about that, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know it when I see it. Most people know it when they see it, mm -hmm. like they're giving to a taker and it doesn't make sense. Right. I find out a little late than most people and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. But I do find out eventually. And mm -hmm. But I'd say there's only, there's less than 10 people in my life that I've decided to no longer be a hundred zero giver. Right. Hundred zero meaning mm -hmm. I'm giving a hundred. You don't yeah, have to and give, they, and they're doing nothing. Mm -hmm. No expectation of yeah, return. except they're standing there going, right. <laughs> but you know what? There is. Um, I, I do believe I'm. I'm not religious, but I am spiritual, and I do believe that you put out that much good karma mm -hmm. in the world that a hundred right. zero, mm -hmm. something's coming back. Yeah, yeah. Something Somebody else is going to help you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I call it serendipitous. Mm -hmm. Serendipitous uh, gratitude. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and it is tricky to, to over deliver without getting taken advantage of. Um, you know, we see it a lot of times when we volunteer, you know, you, you volunteer to do X. Well, then, you know, couldn't you do a little bit more? Couldn't right. you do a little bit more? And, and you want to be helpful, you know, and, and, or, you know, clients, I mean, I'm a consultant and, and, and I always will have clients come back to me and say, you've done this. That's great. But can you do this? So then I always have to make a decision. Okay, is it something that I can just, you know, sure, here this is, or do I need to have the chat to say, okay, that's going to take me X more hours per month, so we need to discuss in increasing the contract. Um, you know, most of the time they're going to be okay with it. You know, right. and and and, and if they're not pay for good work, I mean, right, you know, right. And if you know, if they're just expecting to get the free stuff, they might not be a client that you want to have. Yeah. You know, that's that's the other thing, but but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it, and, and I tell people, you know, it, it really is tricky because, and, and sometimes it's just, you know, the, the, the day, you know, somebody might just ask me one too many things, um, you know, and I've, I interviewed somebody, it's actually been a long time ago about the people who want to have meetings with you to pick your brain and they're going to take you to coffee. They might take you to lunch or they might not pay for it. That's the ones that always get me. You yeah. Know, they, they're, 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 uh, Joe Polish uh, marketer mm -hmm. says to me, if someone asks to pick your brain, they're just going to pick your pocket. Right. Yeah. They're, they're almost never going to actually hire you. They're going to spend a lot of time getting as much information as they can, and then they, they leave. Sometimes those are okay. I mean, you know, it depends on who it is. And, and again, the mood that I'm in. The things day, like that. right. Mm -hmm. It depends right. on the day. Right. right. You know, but there are, you know, I, I always tell people, you know, I, I, I put a lot to get this brain where it is. Yeah, you know, there there are some people who would question that, but and so I deserve to be compensated for that. Um, or, or one of my favorites was, you know, this was was when I was back in in Colorado, I had an organization that approached me to to speak to their group. That was great. They were a very well known group. I mean, this was going to be a, a big thing for me to go speak to them. And so then, of course, you know, the conversation came to what my fee was, and I got dead silence. And they said. Well, what do you mean fee? First of all, you should be honored that we asked you to speak. But more importantly, you really like this. 
So, so why charge a fee? And I say, because my mortgage people, I really like my house, you know, and, and I right. need to pay bills. But I always tell people it's, it's this, this thing, you know, it's, I tell them it's like a gas station. You know, I, yes, I was very honored that they asked me to speak at, for that organization. But it is like going to a gas station. You know, there's one here, there's one here on the other corner. I can, you know, I can, I can pick between them. So I, I go to one and the guy, you know, I go in and I say, well, you know, I'm not going to pay for that gas because you should be honored that I didn't go across the street. It doesn't work that way. No. Um, you know, and, and, but, but yeah, so it's, it, there's, there are definitely times. Now, are there times where I speak for free? Sure. You know, are there times where I do discounts? Sure. But those are on an individual basis. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to weigh it. You have mm -hmm. to see what the benefit is. You have right. to see, you know, and then I don't sell from the stage, but if you mm -hmm. actually sold from the stage, right. that would make a difference. Um, yeah. There's a lot of factors that go mm -hmm. in, I, you know, I, and, and I negotiate those rates based mm -hmm. on, based on, you know, whether, you know, what the payoff is. So right. yeah. Well, and it's funny, I, I started, uh, or, you know, I, di I didn't start my career doing this, but, you know, a, a job along the line, I worked for an agency. And, you know, we had a lot of clients, a lot of great clients, a lot of clients that, you know, and so he charged in, you know, we charged stupid tax. <laughs> if it took longer to work with them for whatever reason, um, you know, but if they were more demanding, if they made lots of changes, all these various things that we now, Larger more, yeah. right? Clearly it did not say stupid tax on the invoice. You, know? <laughs> you just, yeah. you, you, you had like, as opposed to a $50 an hour rate, a $75 an hour rate. Um, but we charge because we knew it was going to take us longer to deal with them, um, you know, and, and, but, you know, then there were also things that we over delivered to make it worth their while. Well, then that's getting, and then you get repeat or you get, right. you know, a renewal or whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And that, anything that's a one shot, mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm not that excited mm -hmm. about. And that's another thing in the book. Mm -hmm. I have a chapter on, you know, lifetime value and continuity, mm -hmm. right. which is, uh, you know, basically, that's what that's what over delivering is all mm -hmm. about too, and mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's it's not just over delivering the first order or the second mm -hmm. order; it's over delivering the relationship, as you right. said. Right, right. You know, and I love what you've got on your website, which is overdeliverbook.com. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking at the you know where if you buy the book, you get holy schmoly, you get. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of stuff and I'm thinking, well, you know, I might not be, you know, like this, there's, there's so much that it's like, oh my heavens, they might be a little overwhelming, but like, Ooh, that would be good. And that would be good. And that would be good. So, you know, it's, it's, it's great to, to look at all that, but yeah, you, you know, you have bought, you know, you, you either buy the book through you or you buy it through, you know, someone else. And then it's, it's asking for a copy of the receipt. I mean, you want somebody to prove that yes, they did buy the book, but then you get their name. And, you know, and it's funny, I was thinking as, as we were talking about name, so important to have that name as part of that relationship. When I get an email from someone that says, dear valued customer, oh, <laughs> or, you know, or dear insert name here. I always love those. I'm like, okay, yeah. if you don't know how your own software works, then, yeah, yeah, then you yeah. shouldn't be doing this you know, because those are, those are the dear occupant type of emails, right? You know, and, and so you get somebody's name. Now I do, you know, my, my full name is Deborah. So I do have a different email address that I use, you know, sometimes when I'm just signing up for things. Or I'll use Deborah because then I know that it's not 
you know, a, a personal relationship that I have with someone. I still might like the content, but I don't know them maybe is, is how to do it. And, and, um, or I, you know, I know people who have totally fake names that they put on things like that so that they oh, yeah. know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But- I, I've got, um, uh, my, on my, in my online family. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you know, it, I'm getting your name. It's, it's not, it's the, I'm not making any bones about it. Right. You're getting these bonuses. You bought my book and I'm getting your name. Right. What am I going to do with your name Mm -hmm. is what Mm -hmm. I would say to people listening here. And I'll tell to anybody, you're going to get a weekly blog. You're going to get Mm -hmm. a, a, just my weekly blog on Sunday morning, every morning at 6 a.m. Eastern time comes out every week. There are always stories. There are Mm -hmm. always something in there. I might sell a book. I might sell something. Mm-hmm. I, I last week for International Women's Day, I gave away a manifesto Ooh. by a female copywriter mm-hmm. about an organization that she's running. Wow! And I, I never take a, mm-hmm. uh, a commission on that. Mm-hmm. Right. To download that PDF. That's a goodwill yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you have to sign up for her list, mm-hmm. right? Right. It's a women's mm-hmm. list, but mm-hmm. you can get this download of her mm-hmm. manifesto right. and. I, you know, I thought that was just a really mm-hmm. value added offer, right. which I'm getting. And I, mm-hmm. and I always say, if it's an offer for somebody uh, who is selling a, a seminar or mm-hmm. doing something special, I, I make sure to tell them I'm not taking any money for this, but I believe mm-hmm. in it. Right. But my, my, um, my, uh, my online family is only really getting my content, mm-hmm. my educational materials and, uh, that to me is makes the 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 virtue of that site. Mm-hmm. Look, I I know that th- that philosophy is not one that everybody has. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that other people would be doing significant affiliate deals with a list my size, but I'm not interested. Right. I don't I don't need that money, and I don't I'm not interested mm-hmm. in doing it. Right. You know, and I love again that you call it your your family because you're going to honor and respect them. You know, you're not going to just bombard them with things. And because, you know, we, we hopefully honor and respect our own families. Actually, you know, we might honor and respect our, our the, the, those more than, than our true families. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it really is something to keep in mind. You know, it, it's back to that word relationship. You know, you're not going to just keep hammering at somebody. Buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. Because about the third buy from me, they're gone. You know, they might still even get your information because they don't want to, you know, they know I'm, it, it's yeah. going to tell Brian if I jump off his list, but I yeah. never open the emails. That's right. I, one thing, one thing that I noticed though, um, which was good is that I don't, I've never done like a launch to my list where mm-hmm. I, you have to have a, a bunch of selling things. Right, it was right. my, mm-hmm. it was for my virtual mastermind, which I wanted to get as many people from my list on it. It was inexpensive. Mm-hmm. I was giving it at a really neat price. It was like fifteen hundred dollars a year, wow. one hundred and fifty dollars mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm. And we're getting two live calls. Mm-hmm. It was just a really good deal. And so what I did then, and this is after I've done, been doing that. I've been mm-hmm. dealing with my online family for four years. Mm-hmm. So I I sent them uh, an email and said, you know, Titans Accelerator. I think you'll be interested. And then I I had a deadline and I did all that mm-hmm. and. Interestingly, at the end of that, I just looked at my stats and to see how many unsubscribes mm-hmm. I had, mm-hmm. how many op- where my open rate went. Right, right. Mm-hmm. My open rate was unchanged or up, mm-hmm. and my unsubscribes were no different than normal. Nice. So I knew that mm-hmm. they saw that I was selling value, even though I was selling a bit more mm-hmm. than I normally do. Right. It's not going to keep doing that, mm-hmm. but right. I'll do it. It was for a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and so 
And if I'm going to do it again, I'm going to over deliver. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give them a free book if they join and give them a little Mm -hmm. discount and all of that. So I'm, you know, I, I don't, I'm look, I, I, I'm not saying don't sell. That's Mm -hmm. the, that's the, you know, but I do. Like I said, my mortgage company needs to be paid. Yeah. We have to sell. And and I think, Mm -hmm. and I think my material is worth something, Mm -hmm. but not everything. And, and you can enjoy it and not Mm -hmm. buy from me. Right. Well, oh my gosh, Brian, we are almost at the top of the hour. Oh my God. I know. Isn't this so much to see? This is why I have a clock running because we'd be going forever. Um, Because, but I definitely want you to come on again because one of the things that we didn't talk about that I really wanted to talk about are your mastermind groups. I think mastermind groups are so important, um, you know, and and, uh, especially for small business owners who are feeling out of touch who need to, to, to talk with other people, your masterminds, they have a variety of, of purposes. I'll just give you one quick thing sure. on that. It's mm-hmm. like, I, I yes, have, we'll tease I, them. I, yeah, I, I run two. Mm-hmm. One is virtual. One mm-hmm. is live mm-hmm. three times a year. Um, you know, they're all on my website at briankurtz.net. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing that's interesting is that I, I'm in six. Mm-hmm. I pay or travel mm-hmm. to six other masterminds. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so, and I spent about $150,000 a year mm-hmm. on my education mm-hmm. because I'm not going to be good enough for my two groups mm-hmm. if I'm not out there right. looking at everything. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm just curious. I'm a curious mm-hmm. guy. Right. And yeah. so, and you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, which is, mm-hmm. you know, it was, goes back to Confucius, mm-hmm. I found out. Um, but if you're, in, if you're not always learning mm-hmm. and always reiterating what you're what you know and what mm-hmm. you, and, you know, breaking the rule, knowing mm-hmm. the rules and then mm-hmm. breaking the rules intelligently, you're not going to get there without being with like-minded people in different groups. Mm-hmm. So I, whether it's mine or not, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But as an entrepreneur, if you're not a member of different mastermind groups, mm-hmm. you're crazy. I right. mean, you can make one. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to pay for oh, it. Yeah. You know, yeah. find four people in mm-hmm. your neighborhood or in your in your general mm-hmm. area who are in the same business and get together once a month mm-hmm. and each take a hot seat mm-hmm. on your business and challenges or opportunities. It's it's the most amazing mm-hmm. thing because if you sit at home isolated, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, in, in cabaret, what good is sitting alone in your room? Right. You know, it's like um, you got to go out and mm-hmm. hear the music play. Right. And, yeah, you and we were talking with technology. It. it makes it so easy. I mean, you can be a member of a mastermind group with people from around the world. That's my, that's my low end mastermind group. Mm-hmm. My accelerator mm-hmm. is, you know, it, now it's $200 a month mm-hmm. or, or 2000 a year. Mm-hmm. And we have two live calls. We have it. it we have, uh, we send them a monthly package with a USB that mm-hmm. has everything on from mm-hmm. that previous month, including a swipe, which is a, a, a promotion that was mm-hmm. a winner for somebody. And, uh, something from the Titans vault, mm-hmm. which is something that I've had four years of live masterminds. Mm. So I have videos mm-hmm. of some of the best presentations, cool. mm-hmm. some of the best marketers. Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of value and mm-hmm. no, we're never meeting yet. Right. There's no meeting dates. Mm-hmm. It's just we meet, mm-hmm. you know, twice a month on mm-hmm. Zoom. Right. You know, and, and you said it's, it's 200 a month and, and obviously, you know, you can get information on your website, but it, you know, and for somebody who went, Oh, 200 a month. Okay. Well, if you pay to go to say a chamber event or you know business association or you know all these various things and really don't get anything from those, the, the two hundred dollar a month mastermind group it turns out to be a pretty good deal. Yeah, and and I'm and I'm over delivering. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's you know that, that and that's the other thing. Right. 
people aren't going to renew if I don't deliver mm -hmm. the first year they're in. Right. Um, yeah. So anyway, if, if people want to, um, you know, buy my book um, and and get the bonus package that you're talking about, mm -hmm. it's 11 bonuses. They're all amazing. There's mm -hmm. 21 keynotes from Jay Abraham. There's there's uh, all kinds of swipe files. There's two PDFs of two classic books on direct mm -hmm. mail. Um, just go to www.overdeliverbook.com and you can get that. If, if you're too cheap to pay $17 for the book and you just want to be on my list for my blog, you don't have to buy anything, just go to briankurtz.net. That's mm -hmm. my main website. And you can opt in there. You'll get another interview I did. You'll hear the story about uh, Barnes & Noble with a hand truck. You'll hear how we got into infomercials and direct response TV and also how I uh, did list segmentation during my entire career. So. Right. That's another interview I did with Perry Marshall. So you can opt in there and you don't have to buy anything and you can uh, be in my online family. I love it. Such good information, Brian. And like I said, I can't wait to have you on again. So you know, we'll, we'll do that later on in the year. But until then, do you have any final thoughts that you want to share with everyone? I would say, you know, when you, going back to your first question, what is direct marketing? Mm -hmm. And I'll say this. This was from Dick Benson. I have it up on my wall. And uh, he gave me a quote once. He was a, the, the smartest guy I ever knew in direct mail. And his quote seems so simple, but it's true. You have to believe your numbers because mm -hmm. it's all you got. And right. so, you know, if you're doing marketing and you're not really and looking at your numbers and analyzing them and making smart decisions, you're probably not doing direct marketing, which means you're mm -hmm. not really marketing, you right. know, and in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So, um I'd, I'd leave you. I'd leave your audience with that. That you have to believe your numbers. Perfect. I love it. Well, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a fascinating discussion with Brian Kurtz. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.